Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode three, where today we are talking about all the scary things. Ooh, having a little ah freak out. Didn't I say something like freak out? Lay chic, lay freak. Is it French? I think it might be. Like instead of all freak out, it's lay freak out. No, it says all freak out, but then it says lay chic. Yeah, something. I think we're making that up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, well, somebody listen to it and tell us. But we, I mean, we're in the freak out time. Yes. Right? Yes. This is all the scary things. Um, and so many of those fears are so real in this season of COVID. COVID. Dun, dun, dun. Right. It's seriously scary, Larry. They're going to make a movie about it. I feel sure. Oh, for sure, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and so it's just, I don't know, the fear is so real. And so today we wanted to talk about all the scary things and the real stuff that's going on with us, but just also the like scary things in our own homes. You have scary things in your home? Well, uh, I mean, honestly, yes. There are crazy, scary things that happen in my home. Like no ghosts live here or anything, but. <laughs> what happens in the bathroom? Spiders. And, yeah, the bathroom. exactly. Things like that. <laughs> So my question for you is, I have never been much of like a scary movie person. I don't get into that. And like haunted houses. Are you, do you like stuff like that? I like suspense. So I like movies that like keep you on the edge of your seat. And then they have that moment that you're just like, ah, yeah. But I don't like horror or like overly like, you know, those thriller type movies. Those are not for me. Like I think I watched Friday the 13th when I was in middle school and it scarred me for life. Scarred. I'm out. I'm out. My stepbrothers made me watch The Clown. If? Oh, yes. I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch that one, but yes. They made me watch that clown thing. Mm -hmm. That jacked me up for Mm -hmm. a long time. You ain't going to no circus anytime soon. (laughs) Nope. Like, that is the stuff nightmares are made of. Yes. No. So, I don't get into that stuff. What about haunted houses? Like, (gasps) no. Did you go to them in high school? Okay. I was raised in a bubble. Right. I I was not allowed. Yes. So That's um, Satan's playground. It <laughs> is. House. No, my parents are not going to let me go there. No, not happening. We didn't even trick or treat for a while. That's a whole other oh, story. That's right. Whole other story. Uh, we'll I, go there one day. I forget about but, that. Yes. So um, my parents, they didn't care about that. And so I would go to haunted houses and stuff sometimes in high school. And I just remember like my instinct when one of those things jumps out at you is like punch them. That's right. Fight back. <laughs> Get them. So there were like multiple times where it was like, you know, I don't like curl up. I'm like, bam, you about to get hit. See, your adrenaline starts pumping. It does. I would walk through a dark parking lot with you because that means if we get attacked, you are going to fight. Oh, I'm coming. Get it. Yeah, I'm not scared. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, so I have this funny story about. So you probably then, because when we were in high school, the Player Witch Project came out. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Did you see it? I'm older than you. I'm pretty sure I was in college (laughs) because you were in high school. Yes, yes. But you saw it? No, of course I didn't see it. Oh. I'm still in a bubble. 
People, I am in the bubble till at least five years into marriage. Okay? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you missed out on some really bad cinema. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was horrible, but, um, so, so I remember so clearly. So that night we were all going to go see it and it was like a late film. Like I think we were going at like 10 PM, which I also was not allowed to do. Um, I love your little <laughs> precious little childhood. No, my parents, they had no idea what I was doing. So, uh, we had all met up like at a friend's house that kind of lived out, um, in the country. It's not anymore in college station bless, but there's a neighborhood there now. But back then it was kind of like out in the middle of nowhere and we had all met at her house. And then we like kind of jumped into cars and went to the movie together. And I was sitting next to my friend, um, and I love telling this story because he recently, like, suddenly passed away from a heart attack. Aww. I know it's a real womp womp on this story yes. I'm about to tell. But he... But you have a fun memory of him. Yes. He was so much fun. So I was sitting next to him in the movie, and I, you know, freaked out the whole movie. And so he, he was excited because you wanted to hold his hand. Didn't well, you? we were just friends. We I know, buddies. but still, he's a boy. He's like, ooh, she cute girl. Well, I do real weird things where I like grab people when I'm scared. Yes, me too. I don't know if I told you that story about recently, like we were at that children's thing and those, they let the kids run with the little cows and the cows started. <laughs> and there was this grown man next to me that goes married. to our church that's married. married and I start grabbing his leg. <laughs> of all the things to grab. Oh, Let's go for a shoulder. So uncomfortable. An elbow. Because so, my husband wasn't there. Why are we going for the leg? No. I just, I am a real embarrassment. <laughs> and I had to tell his wife later, like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even talk to him about it because I just was like, I can't look you in the face. What has just happened? Now that I've, like, clenched your thigh, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, next time, go for the ankle. Go for oh the ankle. Gosh, the it's leg safe. was right there. The ankle's safe. And my hands are, like, you know, clenched. Okay. <laughs> To the Blair Just Witch. so you know, all the children lived. Okay, oh, moving gosh. on. gosh, thank goodness they all lived. All right, there was a lawsuit waiting to happen. Okay, so <laughs> um, we're driving home. His name is Saban. So we're driving home. It's at least midnight, you know, when we're driving home from this movie, and he's bringing me back to my car at my friend's house. <gasps> By himself, just you and him in the car? Oh, see, this is another thing you would I'm never saying, <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. You're living the life I never lived. I'm telling you. Okay, I had no idea. So we're driving. It's, you know, midnight. We kind of go, and we're about to turn down this county road. And um, he is such a prankster. Okay, but so we're driving down. We're about to come up to a stop sign. And I, I notice him, like, starting to kind of act weird. And he keeps looking in the rearview mirror. And then he looks in the side mirror, looks in the rearview mirror. And we start coming up toward the stop sign. And he throws the car in park rips off his seatbelt, starts screaming about just like, I don't even know what all he's saying. He's just like screaming, run, they're here, they're here. Throws open the door and he starts running off into this field. Without you. Just With leaves you behind. Yes. I cannot get my seatbelt off. <laughs> I can't get it off. Slow motion. Oh, it's like an absolute nightmare. I'm trying to get that seatbelt off, trying to get it off. I finally get the seatbelt off. I open the car. I start to run and he pops out. So you run after him, like whichever way he like, went, where are I'm, you going. Going? I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Right, because okay. clearly the Blair Witch is behind us somewhere. <laughs> you know? He grabs me and he is laughing so hard. I can't breathe for forever. Is he holding you tight? Rebecca, this was not inappropriate. <laughs> this is your mom. This is Judy coming out, judging my circumstance. This was completely platonic. I have a teenage son. Okay, well, I know what goes through their mind. Nothing weird happened here. There was nothing weird. <laughs> Gosh. You mamas out there, teenage boys, you, I'm with you, okay? We on it. Oh, nothing happened. No. I promise. It doesn't have to happen. It's just the allure. 
we were friends, but it was just so, I will never forget that because I was scared. Like, <laughs> did you literally, punch him? You just said that oh, you have like an adrenaline rush. I did. I was kind of like mad, but then I laughed because I was like, that was really, really good. good. Yes. Really you know? good. Yes. Like you just pulled off something like very legit. And look, we're still talking about it 20 I years know, later. I know. going down in the history books of Kate's life. Uh, I told his parents that story at, the, at his funeral and they had never heard it. Oh my goodness. And so we all just got a great laugh about it. He was always pulling stuff like that. So anyway. That's really cool. Yeah. That's sweet. So what else? Like, are you scared of anything? Like, do you have any weird little fears? Yes. I don't like being chased in my house. Like... You know how on movies, you? you know movies sometimes when it's real cute and like the husband chases the wife and they're like giggling. <laughs> I am screaming in fear. I'm slamming doors. I'm locking them. I'm yelling, "Don't touch me!" What? I am so afraid. I think it's just like it feels like a movie, like a horror movie, where someone's chasing you in your house. You can chase me outside all day. Like okay. let's run through the fields together. Yeah. I'm in. Okay, but do not chase me in my house because I will freak out. Has this ended in, like, a bad altercation? Oh, yes. You know, like, husbands in the beginning of marriage are like, oh, this is going to be so cute. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) We don't talk the rest of the night. I'm like, that was not funny. I can't do that. No. No. I'm scared. I'm scared. Just come at me slowly, I think that whole thing is hilarious because I don't know what movie you've seen where a husband is chasing a wife. (laughs) Wait. Sleeping with the enemy? Okay. Well, (laughs) I mean... He's That's not, not a cute enemy, situation. But. Yeah. No, I, I don't like that either. I don't like it. And I don't like it when my kids do it. Now my kids do it. My boys oh, think it's funny. Yeah. And even though they're somewhat smaller than me, you know, increasingly taller, I still get scared. Yeah. I'm like, don't chase me. I totally don't. get that. Don't do it. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And our kids have weird fears. Like, um, so Caleb, my little, you know, he was my first child. And when he was two and I was trying to potty train him, like we did fine and stuff when we were at home and everything. But I remember the first time I took him to a public restroom and that toilet flush. Yes. And it's so much louder and everything. He lost his mind. In the stall. In the stall. I'm like, oh my gosh. People are going to think something's happening in there. What is wrong with this kid? It was like traumatizing for both of us. And then you have to figure out like later on, like, okay, well then how do we go to the restroom? have to keep going to the restroom and places. He had weird things about noises like um, the garage door too. You didn't like it? No, he would melt down. I know, isn't that sad? And I think it's like a sensory thing. Oh, sure. You know, like that loud noise. Yes. Um, I don't have any weird fears except, you know, like mine are like snakes and stuff. Like, obviously, I hate snakes. If you like snakes, we're judging you because I don't know. I don't know anybody that does. People have snakes as like pets and they're like, oh, here's Frank. That is like a Discovery Channel episode (laughs) or something. That is not real life. Y'all know Frank is going to wrap around your Mm -hmm. neck in the middle of the night. You should not have a snake in your house on purpose. Frank. (laughs) Okay, when I was a kid, I remember watching Jaws. Yeah. And we had an above ground pool in our backyard. Oh. Small. Like we're not talking anything big. And I was thinking this to my family. So my older siblings were like, whatever, we're not swimming in that. And I would not go at go in it by myself because I thought Jaws was in there. <gasps> now, obviously being logical with this situation. Yeah, let's think this through a little bit. Obviously he Jaws was bigger than the pool. Uh, uh yeah. He only lives in salt water. Uh-huh. Not chlorinated backyard water. 100%. But I would climb the little ladder to get in the pool and there would be a shadow and I would be like, <gasps> "He is there." The shadow. I didn't get in. Not by myself. The shadow cuz I'm trying to think in my mind like, "Girl, can't you see through that water?" Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> 
I don't know. I was like 10 or something. I dreamed up all kind of stuff. But even to this day when we go, Greg and I have been on a couple of vacations where we've gotten a snorkel. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm looking for him. Are you serious? Is he out here? Is <gasps> That's he following intense. Me? I can't do it. It's not my favorite. Okay, you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember when you were a kid and, like, you were afraid there was a monster under your bed until you would, like, jump? And not hang your hand over the side of the bed because yes. you would, like, grab it. Yes. Yes. Like, think of how illogical that is. Like, yes. if a monster is coming for you, you jumping onto your bed so that he can't reach his hand out and grab you. <laughs> he's not going to hold your hand either. <laughs> he's coming <laughs> straight up through the mattress and he's just taking you out. 100%. <laughs> Things you shouldn't share with your small child when trying to explain why it's an illogical thing. Yes, but like surely we all did that. Like yes. where you like have a little running jump to the bed because you're sure there is something <laughs> under there. Um, so, you know, we, I wanted to talk about this in a light way for a minute because I feel like the fear that we are all experiencing so much right now yes. is so very real. It is. And it's not a laughing matter. No. You know, we are surrounded in like this world of fear um, about a loved one getting sick. Yes. Uh, the very real fear that someone could die. You know, I mean, I know that the mortality rate is low with COVID, but still. Still. You know. It matters if it's someone you love and know. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, fear about am I doing the right thing by sending them to school or by keeping them home? Yes. You know, are they going to get the best education one place or the other? Am I depriving them in one place or the other? Yes. You know, fears about all of that. Are they going to, if I keep them home, this fear of them not getting the socialization that they need and being with friends and, oh, well, it just and even when you get on. together with friends, the fear can overtake your thinking like, where have they been? Who have they been yes. with? Who have they been exposed to? Is it, does somebody have it and we don't know it yet? I yes. mean, really, the fear can just saturate your mind. Oh, it's so much. We were supposed to go swimming with some friends and I feel like going to the pool and kind of being outside, you know, meeting at the pool, hanging out yes. feels super safe to me. Um, but I canceled because I had a headache and my little Lydia had a headache and was kind of feeling a little sick at her stomach. And those aren't necessarily symptoms. But you just think, what if? Right? Yeah. And I would feel so terrible. It's like horrifying to me to think I would be the one to pass it to somebody. Yes. You know? Totally. And so it's just this kind of underlying fear. I mean, we've even been laughing about, um, you know, kind of just putting our headphones on and stuff. Like when you sneeze, it's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you yes. got the COVID, you or know. Or if you get a bad headache. Yes. You know, there's allergies right now, which causes headaches. But right. it's like, <gasps> what is that? Yes. Is it something? Yes. So in the middle of all of this, I keep coming back to the story of Jehoshaphat from the Bible. Which, we're what gonna a name. A, we're going to need a little summary here. I mean, that's not like a Moses. No. A, like, who is this dude? But yeah, do you know about Jehoshaphat? Come on. And there's a lot of SH in there, and like, it's not an easy word to type. <laughs> I was typing out my notes, and every time I kept getting the little red squiggly under because, yes. you know, the Mac's yeah. like, no, girl, you're we're not spelling this. Like, mm, I don't know this one. <laughs> we could call him Jiho. No, no we can't. that's not good. No, we can't. No. <laughs> Oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> I was trying to shorten it. Okay. Oh, sorry, God. I thought that in my mind. Let's you talk did. for a second. I thought that in my mind, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, don't say that, Rebecca. The Holy Spirit edited you. <laughs> I did not get edited. Because he thought it would be funny, too. So he said, I'll edit Rebecca, but I'll let Kate say it. Let it's Kate fine. follow the sword. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's good. I have tears in my eyes. I can't believe I said that. Okay. 
So let me tell you about Jehoshaphat because I think this story is super cool. So we find him in the middle of Second Chronicles, and this is the time in the Bible where God's people ask to be ruled by a king. And so he comes way down the line. And, you know, they have some great kings, and they have some really bad kings. And Jehoshaphat is one of the great ones. He tore down all the false gods uh, that people had been worshiping, and it says that he has a heart that sought God, which is so cool. Beautiful. And uh, so then we pick up in Second Chronicles 20, and he gets news that, and the Bible calls it, a great horde is coming for him in battle. Ooh, horde. Right? That's a word. Yeah. That's like, oh, freak out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if only the Bible had music to go behind their stories, it would make it so much better. That would be the song. Yes. That would work perfectly with the situation because he's got a great horde. And uh, it says that that means that that's a lot more folks than he has, basically, is what a great <laughs> horde is. If it's not a horde, what is it? You know, like if it's not a dozen, it's a few. If it's not a... Yeah. I don't know. A lot of peeps. <laughs> With their guns. Oh, they don't have guns. Swords. Spears? Sure. Mm-hmm. They coming. Okay, and it tells them that they're 30 miles out. Because they just... How do they know that? Because they just come off the Dead Sea. Okay. You've heard me teach this before. You've seen the map, Rebecca. I'm just saying what all the moms are thinking. Okay, How well, it doesn't say miles in the Bible. You know, they're trying to use the metric okay. system. Okay, okay. But I converted it for us. Um, And it tells us that when he hears the news, it says he hears the news and it says, Jehoshaphat was afraid. I would be too. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously. Yes. You know, you hear like this impending doom. Yes. This horde is coming coming for you. With guns. Oh, just swords. (laughs) I just like making you laugh. I can't help it. And um, so, I mean, obviously he's afraid. You know, and I kind of think about, I... In my own selfish mind, I might think, ah, how dare you, God? I have been serving you so faithfully, and you about to let these people come at me? You know? Like, Get I've been it. doing what you asked me to do. Yes. You know? Yes. How could this happen? And, uh, but it goes on to say, because that, that's not the end of the sentence. It says that he found out that this was happening, and it says, Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. I love the and. And. Like it, it's almost as if the Bible is saying, we know you're going to be afraid sometimes. Right. So do do that and. Right. Do this. Right. The afraid is very real. Yes. But we can't stay there. Right. But you know, I think so often, you know, we say that we're afraid and then our and is very different. It is. Like how we respond when we feel afraid, you know? Yes. Like when you find out bad news or you feel scared about how something's going to go down or, or you're worried about something, when you get afraid, what is your and, what does Rebecca do next? I think just like what you said about De- Jehoshaphat maybe feeling like, wait a second, I've been trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Why me? Yeah. Why is this happening to me? Why my loved ones? Why my situation? Right. I think there's a sense of, no, 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 this is not even right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, some pity yes. or, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think just generally we tend to like call somebody. Yep. Call our husband and vent or get somebody to fix it. Yes. Text our friends. You know, what are y'all doing? How are you going to do this? We go to the Google. We go to the social, <laughs> you know. We're like, how how can we fix this? Um, or the other thing I think that I'm really guilty of is I hear I'm, I'm afraid of something and it feels like kind of an impossible situation. I'm like, ah, all right, I'm afraid, but I got this. Oh, man, you just pull the bootstraps up. Right? I'm about to figure this out. Give me the sword. Right? 
We're going to be fine. And it says that he was scared and he set his face to seek the Lord. And so I just want to tell you how the rest of this story goes, because I think this is really something. Um, It says um, in the rest of Second Chronicles, it says that basically he calls everyone to pray. And his prayer is this beautiful remembrance of who God is and all he has done for you. I highly recommend you read all of Second Chronicles 20. But in verse 12, Jehoshaphat says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And I love that he called all the people together. Yes. You know, yes. like instead of calling to vent, yes. it's calling to say, will you pray with me? Oh, That's I cool. love that, right? And you think about the fact that he's got this horde coming toward, he knows they're on the move, he knows they're coming. And probably, you know, if you are a bootstrap situation in this moment, you're going to say, okay, everybody get your swords. Yes. Everybody put on your right. Yes. Because that seems like the most logical thing to do first is to armor up. Right. But instead he takes the time to like call everyone together for prayer. And sometimes I I think we don't have the time. Like we're, we just assume it requires immediate action. We don't stop because we, we think that maybe prayer is not as powerful as just doing something about it. Oh, that's so good because in this situation, right? Because I think if you were looking at this, you're like, dude, you don't have time to pray. No, no right. Y'all got to get, you know? Yes. Get your guns. Invent a gun real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, you know, um, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. And the, the uh, ability of him to admit that need. Yeah. I think yeah. we talked about that in episode one. Uh-huh. That first we have to realize we have a need. Yeah. I mean, he was the leader of this whole army. Yeah. And he is saying out loud. We do not know what to do. Yes. We have a need, God. Yes. Will you meet us here? Yeah. And so he has this beautiful prayer where he remembers who God is and what God has done, and he ends with that line. And then God uses someone from the crowd, stands up, and responds to him. And Does that person have a name? You know, they might. Bummer. I don't have it with me. But we need to look that up. Um, And it says uh, that God says to him, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm. Wow. I mean, right? That's some spiritual maturity right there. Let that hit your heart. That gets me so amped. Like, whereas I might want to shrink back in fear or try and take things in my own hands when, when God says that to me. Yes. Do not be dismayed. The battle is not yours, but God's. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) We're going to be fine because God's got this, you know? Yes. And so with that said, they go out singing and praising God as they are walking toward battle. And they come over the hill because now they're supposed to, I guess, I don't know how they communicate this, but they're going to meet halfway. (laughs) Well, they knew how far they were away. So now they've communicated that they're going to meet in the middle. So Jehoshaphat's folks, you know, these, the people of God go out singing and praising as they're going toward battle. And they come over this hill where they're about to descend and go into battle. And as they look over the hill, it tells us that this great horde, that way outnumbered army that they were going to come up against, were already all laying there dead. It was I'm sorry, what? done. They are dead. It was done. God had already taken care of. No way. Uh, yes. And then it says um, that for the next three days, they spent that time taking the spoil from among the defeated army. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We're talking about a heavenly army came down and did some business. Yeah, they put them down. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and we've heard about that before. You know, like the story of like when God sent the hail and knocked yes. them all out. Yes. And, you know, um, isn't it Zephaniah when they can see the the spiritual army around them? You know, God can do that stuff. Wow. 
And then look at the blessing they get to reap. I mean, I picture this as like somebody tells me I can go to Nordstrom for three days and just get everything. <laughs> like, you know, whatever you could grab for three whole days. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Kate just compared the Battle of Jehoshaphat to Nordstrom. I mean, listen. Okay, here's a question. What would you go for first? Somebody says, you remember that show? What was that where yes. they could fill up the car? Oh, but that's a grocery store. I don't want groceries. No, no, no. This is so much better. But yes. I'm just saying you have this like golden Nordstrom cart that's limitless. Yes. And you get to run in there because you have 36 hours. You know, you have three days. Oh, that is so much time. I mean. So. You go in. Shoes, is that what you go for first? Yeah. Maybe purses. Yeah. Definitely shoes. Shoes. Because Nordstrom has those good purses, right? Yes. They have so many shoes. Get it. No. I'm finding me some leopard pumps. (laughs) (laughs) But think about it. You know, it's like, gosh, how differently could this whole thing have gone? Think about that. They might not have even shown up. They might have run the other way and they would have missed out on the spoils because the battle had already been won. Right. Or if they hadn't sought God's face and he wasn't with them and they had gone into this battle and been defeated. I mean, would have been the opposite. could have gone totally different. Yes. But now they are looking at an enemy that God fought for them and they've got this three days of Nordstrom. I mean, you know, it's incredible. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's incredible. And for believers... That is what is available to us. Yes. That when we have these moments when we're afraid, we have this opportunity to seek God and let him fight for us. Yes. And to know that the battle is his, not ours. The battle is his. So tell me, you know, kind of just recapping the story and thinking at the end, you know, what for you, what stands out the most of what you take away? And especially in this time, what is kind of the message that really resonated with you as you think about it. I mean, the part that obviously jumped off the page to me was, and this may be different for other people, was that they went into the battle singing and rejoicing. Like I almost imagine like, should we like walk into the school? Yeah, (laughs) with tambourines. With tambourines. Yes. Singing and rejoicing. Yes. Just knowing that I'm not walking into something that is not already taken care of by my God. Isn't that good? That he's already been there. Yes. And done it. Yes. You know? I, I love the idea that it just, it changes your heart. It changes your, um, your attitude. Right. That instead of having that attitude of fear, I'm going to just go ahead and rejoice now, even though I don't know, because they didn't know that yeah. God had already fought that battle and killed all those people. No. But they rejoiced anyway. Exactly. What if we did that? What if we rejoiced anyway? Oh, I love that so much. Um, I love that. And, you know, just trusting God with the outcome, keeping our eyes on him. I love the verse. Uh, it's in Psalm sixteen eight, and it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. That's something to put on a post-it and stick it up on the wall. Stick it because right now our eyes are wanting to go to so many things. Yes. You know, and where our eyes go, it affects our hearts. And so if our eyes are on what other people are doing, if our eyes are on the news, if our eyes are on social, if our eyes are on even our kids. Yes. As we're kind of thinking about protecting these babies, that's not where our eyes need to be. Because our eyes have got to be on the Lord so that we are not shaken. Yes. And And we can be afraid. We can be afraid. It's okay to look at this pandemic and go, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. It's okay to be afraid. But that that 
conjunction and right there. And we're going to do both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, you might've already said it, but we like to wrap up our episodes by thinking about what is our one thing, you know, hearing this and knowing that we are in an all freak out time and there is so much real fear. Um, you know, what is your one thing that you think you want to walk away today remembering? I think the one thing that, um, I want to walk away with today is that I, for most of this time, I guess I've looked at this pandemic and this season that we're in as like my battle, mm. the world's battle, politics battle. Yeah. I guess I've never put it in the framework that it's God's battle mm. to win or lose. Yes. And that God loves his people yes. and he has not left us. We are not alone. Right. And yes, we cannot see over the hill yet. Yeah. We have no idea what's actually happening on the other side. Yes. But God didn't tell them the end of the story before they started marching into battle. Right. He just said, keep your eyes on me and let's go. So I want to be able to walk into the fall with that kind of a mentality. This I is love God's that. battle. Yes, claiming he tells us we are more than conquerors. Yes. Right? Yes. More than conquerors. Yes. And so we can walk into battle singing. I love that. And remembering that this is a battle and it's okay to be afraid and we can trust him to win it yes. and we can rejoice in yes. the meantime. Yes. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. Good, good. All right. Well, mamas, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that this was encouraging to you. We just love that you are here. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And stay connected with me, Kate, at Kate Henderson on Insta and with Rebecca at the Rebecca Bradford. We'll see you next time. Bye, moms. <laughs>